Welcome to the Digging It podcast by Bendigo Baptist Church Young Adults. Each podcast will be digging deeper into the sermon, looking at your questions and fleshing out what wasn't covered. Congratulations on taking the time out to join us this week. Let's dig in. Yes, hello. Here we are, uh, back on the podcast again, and uh, I'm pleased to have uh, Livy here with me today. Welcome, Livy. Hey, Dave. Second time. And Maddie as well. Thank hello. you for coming along, Maddie. Good Thank to have you. you here for your first time. And we've got Jacob as well. Uh, Maddie's little baby. He's very cute. He's looking at me now, wondering what on earth I'm doing and saying. <laughs> so you might hear a few baby squeaks in the background, but uh, don't worry about that. And we've got Luke behind the desk again. Uh, thank you, Luke. There he is. Yes, Jacob. Um, it's uh, it's good to be with you today. We um, are dipping into the theme of the gospel uh, again. On the on the weekend, we were thinking about, uh, I guess, moving on from. Uh, the gospel starting with the kingdom of God, God, um, uh, God's kingdom being something that is um, is right there at the start of the gospel, and um, I guess a kingdom needs a king, and um, and as we come through the Old Testament, there is this, oh, there are these hints of um, of a king, a, a Messiah, that is coming, that is going to uh, going to be God's king, and uh, he's going to be great. Uh, amazing and um, by the time we get to the start of the New Testament um, the uh, the four uh, the four writers Matthew Mark Luke and John of the uh, of the gospel accounts they are um, they are describing for us the life of Jesus and they are clearly presenting um, Jesus as uh, as the Messiah the King and we uh, we were looking at Mark's gospel chapter 1 and verse 1 and Mark says, uh, this is the gospel of, uh, of Jesus Christ, um, the Son of God. And so um, we are thinking today um, uh, about how we, uh, how we build on that, that Jesus the Messiah and um, what, uh, what that means for us as, um, as Christians and uh, as, uh, as the world in general. Now, the Padlet, it, it, the Padlet hasn't had a lot of love this week, has it, Liv? <laughs> yeah, it's, not really. <laughs> uh, it's only got one question there, and um, I guess the Padlet helps feed what we uh, do in this podcast, and so I'll just say, uh, if you're listening and you want to direct the stuff that's happening on the podcast, just just stick your questions on the Padlet, and uh, that's good for us. It helps us, and <laughs> yes, it will help please. you too to uh, be able to feel a part of it. There's one question here. I've always known the two ma- pa- main parts of the gospel to be, one, a conscious decision to desire to turn away from sin. No one can come to know Jesus by believing they're a good person. Otherwise, they wouldn't need, feel the need for a saviour. Two, Trusting in Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Saviour and believing that he died for our sins and rose three days later from the grave. That's the statement. Then the question is, will this be covered in the future gospel sermons? I feel that they are crucially important elements of the gospel. Um, and I'm very happy to say to you the answer is yes. Uh, uh, next week, uh, or this Sunday coming up, uh, Dave Love will be speaking to... Um, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the part that pays in, um, in the good news about Jesus. And then uh, the last week of the series, uh, I'll be speaking to uh, belief and repentance. Uh, I guess our, our response to the gospel uh, and what that means for us. I wanted to 
dig around today with uh, with something that um, I uh, I mentioned on Sunday, and it's uh, it was from a book by a guy called Michael Hart. Uh, Michael Hart doesn't claim to be a Christian uh, or a Muslim, but he wrote a book uh, called The One Hundred. Uh, history's most influential people, and uh, in that book, Michael Hart uh, ranked Muhammad as the most influential person in history, and he ranked Jesus as the third most influential person in history. Uh, I said the second on Sunday, but it's actually the third. I, I read that wrongly and quoted it wrongly. And Michael Hart says that he he gave Muhammad and Jesus those respective rankings because, in his observation, Muhammad has more influence on the life and the way that life is shaped for his followers than Jesus has on his followers, um, Muslims versus Christians. And, uh, and I thought that was something quite... Um, confronting that is worth us uh, digging around in uh, a little bit. And I guess where I wanted to go with the question was, well, why do you think this is the case? Why do you think um, Islam or, or Muhammad and is Islam, I, I guess representing religion in general, um, why does that have more influence than uh, than Jesus or or the gospel, um, and we've just been tossing that around a little bit here uh, between ourselves. And maybe I'll start with you, Liv. We're just throwing yeah. out ideas why you think it might be the case. Well, yeah, I guess earlier we were talking about how well Christianity is a unique religion in the fact that it's not really based on like our works and what we can do. I guess to a he's a god um whereas other religions i guess it's about yeah it's action based i guess and our yes. faith religion is different um yes like christ has already completed everything that needed to be done um and so and from that that's we live from that instead of i guess doing what needs to be done i explain that yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> the, the use of the word religion yeah. can uh, yeah. get us tangled up, can't I? Yeah. But I guess it could be expressed like this, couldn't it? I, in the sense that um, in, in religion, uh, we are, if you like, striving to get the, the gold medal, where yeah. we're striving to, uh, to get something. Yeah. Whereas um, Christianity or, or the gospel might be thought of, if we're thinking in race terms, of um, of already having the medal before we start the race. Yeah. And um, uh, and we just go and we just go and run because we've got the medal. We're, uh, yeah. We're, we're, responding, <laughs> we're responding to have it. it, it yeah. It's cool. It's um, yeah. So there's there's a completely different thought process there, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Why do you think that? Why do you think that affects the way people respond? so much i guess it's the motivation behind like why um yeah. i guess a lot of other religions um 
I guess, have the motivation of fear, like being, yeah, afraid of the God they worship. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think fear will be a, a significant motivator there. Mm. We see it in all all parts of, uh, of life, don't we? Fear compels people to do things. So fear of how uh, a God may respond when we do or don't do something. Mm. Uh, if we believe in God, undoubtedly has has an impact on the way we live, doesn't it? Mm. What other sort of motivations do you think might be out there? Getting something maybe, or I think would be would be one of them. So if we if we uh, have constructed an idea that if we do this and this, we will get that. Yeah. Um, so we say, okay, well I'll I'll set myself to do that and that and. We're very wired for religion, aren't we? Mm. Um, mm. A- as humans, we it comes naturally to us to to do that, mm. to say, okay, I'm striving to get that, so I'll do this and this, and that'll that'll give me what I what I'm looking for. Any thoughts there, Maddie? Um, I don't know. I suppose um that. Yeah, well, I agreeing with you that we are really wired for religion because religion's got all these rules and regulations and it's easy to fit into a box. Um, yep. Like it's all set out for us how what we need to do, how we need to live in order to get what we want. Whereas I think um, the gospel's backwards because like there, well, like there is, so to speak, like rules and whatever, like how we want to live our lives. But we've already got that. Like we don't need to be striving um, for that gold medal, yeah, I guess yeah. that's um, a that's a really good thought. So we work well with understanding what we need to do yes. to get something, don't we? Don't yeah, we? we. It's black and white. Yeah, we like to. to where whereas when, um, where it's not so black and white, where we are just responding with, uh, however we can, whatever we do, um, that that's a whole different world for us, isn't yeah. it? And I guess that's where your personal relationship with God comes in and the more like closer you are with him, those things become more clear. Cause like, as we said, it's not mm. always like a straightforward, like this is what you have to do. But as you go about like your relationship with God, he communicates with you and tells you, yep. yeah, just different things and different ways he wants things done. And it just makes more sense as you spend more time with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, fear, wanting to get something, uh, being able to understand how everything works to be able to get what we want are, are motivators. Any other things that you think uh, might be out there in our culture that, or our world that, that contribute to that? Other motivators. Yeah. Um. Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what else we <laughs> talked about earlier. I think, perhaps, yeah. I think perhaps the approval of people. Yes. Yeah. Be, uh, the approval of people around us. Absolutely. So if we are seen to be doing the right things, we will get their approval. Yeah. And that is uh, will certainly feed into the way we respond to, to religion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe even the idea that it's outdated like we've moved beyond having um, a king or like a messiah sort of thing and our culture has progressed um, beyond that to need that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, the idea of Jesus being messiah and king 
and and our response to that in our world is is viewed as well uh, a, a bit outdated um we don't need that anymore and um and that will that will change the the response of people yep yes um, yeah i um i think those are good things to think about uh i think I in essence perhaps uh religion will affect our our, our emotions to a degree mm. it, it will affect our uh oh yeah it it will there'll be significant motivators for it where where the gospel um really affects our heart and um as um, a, as we receive god's mercy and his grace that's expressed to us in jesus that that comes to us uh only because of what jesus has done for us um we we simply respond to that uh not because we have to uh, but because God has God has broken in and has uh, and has radically shaped our lives and changed our lives, and mm. we respond out of that. And um, there's no doubt it, it's easy for us to um, to get a little bit blasé um, when um, when the goal is not dangling there in front of us as religion does we we get a bit blase with what we're familiar with don't we mm. and i think for christians that's a that's a real thing um um our response to god's mercy can um can dim um as we uh, as we are used to it as uh, and we can find ourselves um not being so energized not not living it out in the same way yeah i think that's kind of definitely a big part of my story, I guess. Before I went to Bible school, I thought, um, like, I enjoyed doing all these things, but I felt like I kind of, I was just kind of going about life. I'd go to church and Bible study um, and different things, um, kind of just because I guess that's the way I grew up. Like, I grew up with, in a Christian home, um, and that was just what I did. And until, um, like, I guess, and that's the difference between, I guess, other religions and Christianity is that, like, it's personal and yeah. that Jesus really has to grab a hold of your heart. It's yeah. You could know all these things like I feel like I did for the majority of my life, but until it really reaches your heart and really hits home, does it really, like, change your life? Um, yeah. yeah. And so I just... Yeah, I felt like I was doing all these things legalistically and then, yeah, until I realized, well, wow, it's like Christ in and through me and anything that I try to do in my own strength is pointless and worthless. Like, I just need to allow Christ to live um, his life out in me. And then it's less pressure on yourself yep. as well. I yep. think realizing, hey, I don't have to strive. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, such an interesting thing to just think about. Um, yeah, because striving in our own strength, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to reach that goal mm. um, that Jesus has already accomplished anyway for us. And mm. so, yeah, we just have to allow Christ to do that through us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good, Liv. Maddie, you, um, you mentioned about um, 
Jesus as Messiah may be seeming a bit outdated. And that uh, takes my mind to uh, another little thing that um, I wanted to talk about. We are, I guess, here um, in, in Mark, when Jesus arrives on the scene, there is lots of expectation, there's lots of anticipation in that world about the Messiah that is to come. And when he arrives and presents himself as that, it, it is a really big deal. And everybody's asking, oh, whoa, uh, can he really be? Um, a couple of thousand years later, we, uh, Jesus as the Messiah, the King, the Lord, is still central, absolutely vital to the Christian message, mm. the message of the gospel. Yet our culture is very different from what it was back then. And when we go out into the world around us and we talk about Jesus as the King, as the Lord, as the Messiah, um, people perhaps don't respond in the same way. Um, in fact, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be overstating it to say it gets a very lukewarm reception in our culture today. Uh, why do you think that is? Maddie mentioned a good one before. The idea seems outdated. Um, uh, Jesus is, uh, is a figure of history. And we're we're very captivated with our present, um, our present people and present ideas and present things. Yeah. What other things do you think are, are out there for us that make it um, seem like the Messiah, the King, the Lord is? Well, I guess a bit just the yeah. Well, I guess it's related to the outdated idea, but the idea of having a king, like we don't really have kings. Yeah. In, in today's world, so yeah. I guess that's kind of a foreign concept yep so um, they even where there are kings they're basically figureheads yeah and the real power lies lies yeah. elsewhere yeah. yeah um and then i guess i don't know people probably think too like today's work like it's pretty good like what do we need saving from um, yeah 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 um that's uh that's a good point uh yep it's a, it's, it's a bit high hum in fact what we have on our phone is perhaps far more Far more interesting. Mm. Um, I think there's a sense too I in which people will will see the claims of Jesus to be the Messiah and the King, and they'll say, "Oh, uh, who is he to say he's that?" They're yeah. um, they're wanting more verification. Um, well, I guess as well in today's world, like truth isn't an absolute. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. As well, taking that into so consideration, more like who is he towards to say that? Yeah. This is true for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got my own truth, mm. and uh, that's okay. Yep. Um, that is um, uh, that is good. Oh, I think it's um, it, we do need to be able to get our heads around that and present that world to the world around us. Mm. Um, why it matters that Jesus is King and that he that he's still King, that he's still. He's still Messiah. Uh, and I think some of the, the reasons it matters are uh, he, is, he is still uh, the only solution to, uh, to the human condition. Uh, we, we look all around us and, and there, are, there are awful things that humans do to each other and to our world every day. I, I was just reading earlier about um, uh, the suicide murder in Brisbane of, uh, of the woman and the three children and... Um, and it's just it's just heartbreaking to see it and there there is no magic eraser cloth for uh, for the human condition um jesus is the only solution um to to the condition of our world and the human condition um 
uh, I think that follows then that um, the only scenario for the the end of the world that offers any hope is with Jesus as King, mm. Jesus the King returning to uh, to rule in His world uh, forever, recreating that world uh, and being good God and man being being back together um, as the as the Bible presents to us. That, that is the only. That is the only scenario of hope. Every other scenario for us is hopeless. The world ends mm. in a hopeless fashion. Mm. Uh, it's doomed. Mm. Uh, and perhaps too, the the reality that that we are God's creation. We we live in His world, and so when He declares that here is His King, um, this is the way to live rightly with with God is in His King Jesus. Well, that that has to affect us as His creation, as people living in in His world. I just wanted to um, uh, finish with uh, with a comment that I read um, earlier today, and uh, it, it was this comment that um, that actually, as we look around our churches, um, this was uh, a guy in the UK making the comment that that what he sees is that um, that actually religion, motivations of fear of what we can get from God especially motivate or or I guess define us as uh, as Christians far more than what we want them to. So while we say yes we're all about the gospel, the church is about the gospel, actually um, we need to reckon seriously with the reality that religion has got a good solid grip on us. Mm. And um, and in the, even in the church, we we haven't understood the gospel and, and embraced it in many cases in a way that um, that leads us to have our life completely shaped by us for us. And um, and, and partly says that comes because we don't understand repentance. And I say that because in a couple of weeks' time we're going to be talking about repentance, uh, and I want you guys to begin to think about that. Uh, can he? Can it really be true that um, you know? in our church congregations all over Australia and the world, uh, there's a whole bunch of us that are still caught in religion. We, mm. we haven't got the gospel at all. Yeah. And, um, and we are, we're a bit deluded. Oh, I'll leave that there for your thinking <laughs> and, your, uh, uh, and your responses on the Padlet. Uh, thank you, Livy and, and Maddie, for your time. Praise. Thank you, Jacob, for uh, keeping us <laughs> amused. Uh, he's crawling around at the moment. Thank you, Luke. And until uh, next time, we, uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>